0: You're Thank listening you so
1: to a, <laughs> <to do it. laughs> <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast.
0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. If you're like the 50% of all Aussie households over the past month, you're probably waiting for a package to arrive from something you ordered online as we speak. But whether it's coming via Australia Post or a courier company, many are reporting lengthy wait times for things to arrive, even when they're coming from inside Australia. So what's really going on in delivery depots across the country? And will it get any better before the Christmas rush arrives? We speak to the people in the know to find out just how bad our package wait times could get. A picture from inside an Australia Post distribution centre in Melbourne went viral last week. It showed a massive amount of boxes stacked up waiting to make their way to homes across Victoria and around the country. Piles and piles of them. A backlog that looks almost impossible to clear with more and more packages received there every day. The warehouse is immense, stretching back as far as the camera lens could capture. Back in September, Australia Post announced that they were pausing collections from retailers in New South Wales, the ACT and Victoria for three days in an effort to clear the record backlog of parcels trying to make their way through the system. The company saying not only were lockdowns in those states and territories making logistics a problem, they also had hundreds of staff in isolation as COVID contacts. Before that, back in August, Oz Post recorded its busiest ever month, with lockdowns driving online shopping. More parcels were sent during this time than over the Christmas period last year. That level of delivery demand is only accelerating as the year progresses, and lockdowns in some areas continue. Michelle Skeen is Australia Post General Manager of Corporate Affairs. Michelle, that picture, which shows just one depot's worth of backlog that needs to be cleared, it doesn't feel like something easily got on top of. Can you actually catch up?
2: We absolutely can. And look, it's a really difficult decision to pause collections, which is what we did in Melbourne over the past few days. So for five days, we stopped collections from e-commerce merchants. We had to let them know that we wouldn't be picking up. Delivery absolutely still happened. Post offices were still open and people could definitely still shop online. But what that five days allowed us to do was clear a backlog of 4.5 million parcels that had just been accumulating in just one facility, as you say. And the reason behind that is because we've got lots of Delta cases happening at the moment, particularly here in Victoria, where we've got pretty strict rules about keeping our people safe. So, you know, we have to send everyone home, we have to do deep cleans, and lots of people then have to go into mandatory isolation. So, you know, we had a single case recently, one person had the Delta strain, resulted in a backlog of 350,000 parcels for that particular case alone. So, Pleasingly, it has made an enormous difference and that photo looks very, very different today, I can assure you.
0: Well, can you just explain to me, so that pause would allow that particular backlog to catch up, but then doesn't that cause like a secondary backlog with packages waiting to be picked up and delivered?
2: Surprisingly, it actually doesn't. So we've worked really closely with, you know, the big companies, the catch of the day and Meijer and Iconic and where we all love shopping from. And we've just balanced it with the network. So we started picking up from Wednesday, we're processing things through the network, everything's back to a really safe and manageable level. And, you know, that's really important. It was all about keeping our people safe. We wanted to make sure that, you know, they weren't put in harm's way and going to these facilities where we just had lots and lots of parcels kind of everywhere, that now we think, absolutely it's done, we can move on and we're ready for Christmas and what we expect will be our biggest Christmas ever.
0: If one person can impact the delivery of hundreds of thousands of packages because a Delta strain is revealed, is there a better setup in place that you've got like an A team and a B team or a red team and a blue team so they don't come across each other so you don't have to kind of shut things down if somebody does test positive?
2: The really difficult thing, and it is quite different between New South Wales and Victoria, so we're feeling the effects a lot more in Victoria at the moment than we are in New South Wales, where the rules are slightly different and we're able to more efficiently manage those cases. What we are doing, though, at all of our facilities, we're making sure that we're testing everybody before they go in. So I was out at one yesterday and had to do a COVID test before I was allowed to step foot into the facility, and we're working really closely with government at the moment, and we think that as vaccination rates go up, those impacts should lessen. And then as we head into Christmas, we hopefully will not find ourselves in the same situation. We're pretty confident of that.
0: Well, let's talk about Christmas. You're already talking about having Christmas kind of level demand for packages now, and maybe even more so. Are you expecting that demand to maybe drop off a little bit, say around the end of October, start of November, as things start to open up as far as lockdowns go, or do you think it's going to be pretty hectic through to the end of the year?
2: It's a really good question and it's one that, you know, we've been kind of crystal balling now for the last couple of months is what's going to happen to online shopping when all of these stores open back up and I'm sure along with you I'm itching to get back and to have a bit of a browse at the local Westfield and pop into Bunnings but we do think online shopping has actually changed for good. So Australia before the pandemic was lagging behind the UK and the US. You know, we didn't have the same online penetration as other countries around the world, but we've actually caught up. So the online shopping growth we expected that would happen in the next kind of five to 10 years has happened in the last 18 months. And, you know, we had people shopping online. We had 1.3 million people shop online for the first time ever during the pandemic. And we don't think that those people will just stop completely. So, yes, there will be, you know, a little bit of a drop-off, particularly in the first couple of weeks, we think, when everyone will be so excited just to get out and able to get into shops. But online shopping behaviour has changed for good.
0: What other barriers has the pandemic thrown up? I know just recently I was reading about how less domestic flights within the country impacts parcel delivery. What other things are being thrown up by the pandemic that's making it harder to get packages to where they need to be?
2: there have been enormous challenges for the past 18 months and, and, you know, not just for us. And I don't want to be flipping about that. You know, it's fundamentally changed the way business operates, the way we live our lives. But, you know, we're really prepared for things like natural disasters in Australia. We, you know, unfortunately have to deal with bushfires and floods and things like that. But, I think the pandemic was something that was really difficult to prepare for. One thing that really impacted us and it happened very, very quickly was the shutdown of air travel. We rely really heavily on planes to transport our freight across the country. You know, Express Post Network in particular runs at night and makes sure that Express Post parcels are able to get from A to B next day, which is a really quick service. But we saw pretty much the whole Qantas fleet which we use the passenger planes for, grounded overnight. So, you know, to give you an example, we used to have about 270 planes coming into Victoria each and every week. Last week that was 27 planes. So we can't access what's called the belly space of a plane. So it puts an enormous pressure on the road network and those big Australia Post trucks that you see driving around on the highway. Sometimes that does create a bit of a delay, so an extra couple of days. And as I say, you know, the other challenge has really been all of the people that have been in isolation. So just here today into Victoria, we've got 300 people that are in mandatory isolation. So those kind of things are really difficult to plan for.
0: Well, I imagine with the domestic air network slowed right down, that would also be similar for international package deliveries with the lack of planes coming in and out of Australia?
2: Absolutely. So the international planes pretty much stopped completely, as you know we're all aware of, and that meant it was very, very difficult to get freight in and out. We're seeing that it is starting to pick up and hopefully with the borders reopening, in late November or December, we'll see that pick up just in time for Christmas. But what we are saying to people is if you're sending things to friends and family overseas, you know, I've got a a brother and family in Singapore, I'm planning on sending them some stuff at the end of this month. One, it just reduces the stress and, you know, you don't ever want to be tracking a parcel heading up to Christmas Day for loved ones overseas, but it also just means that we're able to access those flights when they become available. So things are definitely improving with international freight, but it's been a really tricky time. 12 months with planes.
0: Now that you've said that online shopping has kind of changed permanently now and this kind of demand might be what we see into the future, is Australia Post poised to deal with that? Can you keep up the consistency of the amount of packages that have been going through your systems in the long term?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, as I said, we've been planning for online shopping to grow for a really long time. It's just kind of sped up and happened really quickly. But we've been building these really big parcel facilities. You know, we've got one up in Red Bank in Queensland, which is the biggest parcel processing facility in the Southern Hemisphere. You know, that processes parcels really, really quickly. We've got new facilities coming online. We've had one in Perth. We've got one in Adelaide we've been spending and investing a lot of money to make sure that we were ready for when this boom hit. We're also doing things like launching electric delivery vehicles for our posties. And what that means and people might have seen them whizzing around the streets. They kind of look like trikes. So instead of your postie on a motorbike which has limited capacity to deliver parcels, you know that really is just designed and set up to deliver letters. We've got posties in these trikes at the moment who have, you know, really big storage capacity at the back for parcels, which means your postie who's got going past your door each and every day is able to drop off small parcels as well. So, look, investments in the big facilities but also investments as well with our team and, you know, our posties love it. It's really meaningful work and it means that, you know, they stay really relevant as we're all still shopping online.
0: With the current situation, how long do you expect delays to continue for? Like we're looking at sometimes packages are taking a week, two weeks, three weeks, even internally within Australia. How long do you think these delays might go on for, considering where we're at right now?
2: So, as we see vaccination rates increase, we really hope that the impacts around COVID cases in our workforce decrease, which will really help with delivery delays. So, rather than a few weeks delayed, you know, we will get back to that point where it might be a couple of days or it might not be anything at all. So as we head into Christmas, we're certainly going to be in a much, much better spot. And I think, you know, the big tip that I've got around delays is absolutely downloading our app. So the Australia Post app is available on the App Store. Often it's integrated with wherever you buy from, your parcel just kind of magically appears in the tracking app, and it gives you a range of when to expect the parcel. And as it gets closer and closer, depending on where you are, we're even trialing something at the moment where you get a text in the morning, which will give you a two-hour window of when to expect your parcels. So the delays that have been happening during COVID, as we see vaccinations increase, we expect that they will absolutely get a lot better. But for people to, you know, have a real sense of security and be able to track their parcels, jump on the app, make sure you're regularly jumping on. If we do have delays and unexpected things, you know, do happen from time to time, we'll always send a message via the app so you can keep across that.
0: Korea companies have also been experiencing some delays, but some of that is due to industrial action. A strike involving almost 7,000 toll truck drivers was held back in August as they argued for better pay and conditions. In September, there were two strikes with hundreds of Star Trek workers, a subsidiary company of Australia Post, walking off the job and up to 3,000 FedEx staff launching strike action over job security issues. The boss of logistics company Shipit told the ABC that they were seeing a two to three business day courier delay on most deliveries across the nation, not just those in lockdown. With industrial action, that was blowing out to a three to seven day delay. The pressure on delivery drivers and postal workers has been intense. Nicole Robinson, the Communication Workers Union National Assistant Secretary for Postal, saying she's been worried about their mental health.
1: We've got different departments doing different things. So we've got people working from home. We've got our postal delivery staff that are just under the pump with the volumes that they do have. But they feel like, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And if I don't get it done, then it's going to be there tomorrow and it's going to be there the next day and the next day. So just obviously the fatigue and everything like that, those working from home, they can't actually separate work and their personal home space because wherever their home workspace is set up, they're going to be walking past that when they're not at work. So mental health is a huge thing that we really need to stick with and get fixed and obviously with the workers' comp and all that sort of stuff, get those cases approved and recognised.
0: What has made it more difficult for those actually on the ground? We know that the volume is bigger, but what particular things are making it harder for those who are actually doing the legwork out there in the community?
1: So at the moment, you know, when they deliver something, our members are actually signing for those items as a COVID safe safe job, as long as the person is present, if they're required. But then people are ringing saying, well, why are you signing my item that's for and everything like that? Plus, you've got the dangers of the dogs that are out there. You've got a lot of people working from home, which are frustrated and are kind of not seeing as many people as they normally would, so they can get a little cranky if they delivery person delivers the parcel the wrong way that's not to their expectations. Cars parked in the way because obviously there's a lot more people at home, so there's more cars there. So it makes delivery access hard for them to do as well. Multiple parcels. And if people aren't home, also they have to do COVID safe. So if it's larger complexes and they can't go through some businesses, they've got to go through like the screening of the temperature checks and go down these different paths and all that sort of stuff. So it's a lot of pressure for them.
0: How do you think Australia Post has handled everything during this pandemic?
1: To start with, no one knew how to really handle this. It was a learning curve for all. There was some issues, you know, they were bringing in some different delivery models, trying to get PPE for staff was actually hard because every business wanted PPE, so they were struggling to get that. Having all of the required screened for our retail staff. As I said, to start with, it was a struggle. But now, Australia Post is actually doing really good in regards to that, especially with what's currently happening in New South Wales and Victoria. It's made it really difficult. And I know people say that you can't use COVID as an excuse. But unfortunately, in those two states, it is causing issues where we have had members that have had to isolate because of close contact or positive cases, which means facilities get shut down, which means parcels can't move because there's no one there to be processing it. So then it delays it to get to other states. And then also when there's border closures, we had members that were stuck on the other side of the border when one state would, in the morning, three hours later close the border or something like that and they didn't have the correct permit to come over, which meant they'd have to get someone from the state that was okay, that had the correct permit, go over to that truck driver to be able to then switch them over into a car so that they had the right permit to come back and then the person that was getting in the truck that took the car over had the correct permit to bring the goods over. So it is a flow-on effect.
0: What would you like people to know when they're sitting there saying, why haven't I got my package yet? Where is my post? What do you want people to know?
1: So every single person out there are human. They're doing the absolute best that they can. They are dedicated staff. If they can just be a little patient, and I just want them to respect, respect the staff, even those that are taking the calls for customers, saying, where are my parcels, where's this, where's that? Just please treat them the way you would treat your mother or your father, your brother or your sister, with absolute respect.
0: The cut-off date for sending a package overseas for Christmas was set for mid-November, but with everything going on here, we're being asked to get our international packages in the mail ASAP. But how far in advance will we have to prepare for our Aussie packages to ensure there are no sad faces in front of the tree come December twenty-five?
2: So we'll be delivering right up until Christmas Day. So we deliver on Christmas Eve. So, you know, if you're a last minute shopper out there, we're absolutely still here. I would suggest probably Express Post if we're heading into those last few days. But what we're thinking this year is actually we're going to see a spike earlier than we ever had before and likely around November. So we'll all start to head back to the shops, but there's also going to be some really great sales events. So we'll have the Black Friday, the Cyber Monday and Click Frenzy events all happening in November. So not only do you get a bit organised, you also save a bucket load of money and, you know, can really take advantage of these online shopping deals. So we expect probably to have our busiest ever parcel delivery day late November, early December off the back of those big sales.
0: This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if there's a new story you'd like us to check out in a little more detail for you, all you got to do is find us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Mamma Mia Podcast on TikTok, or you can shoot us an email, thequickie at mammamia.com.au.